Hello, Tomies, and welcome to another Solemn's Column. This one specifically is Solemn's Column 10, and I am your host, Dave, for this Solemn's Column. Let's see how many times I can say Solemn's Column in a in a breath, shall we? Solemn's Column, Solemn's... <laughs> Just kidding, guys. Well, welcome back to another one. It's been a while since we've done a Solemn's Column, because I felt like we were kind of overdoing it with a lot of news and stuff, a lot of repeating. So I'm going to have these Solemn's columns a little less frequent, and that way we can get more information out for you guys when it's relevant. So with this one, going to kind of hit, I was thinking about um, what I was going to say for the Solemn's column, and I decided that I was going to do more of a promotion or a kind of like a thank you to everybody that's helped us throughout our journey. And so we, I decided to go through all the episodes of other podcasts that we were able to be on, that they invited us on and that we were able to be a part of. Because in this podcasting realm, it is so important for, you know, networking, cross-promoting, um, going on other people's shows, because it helps everybody that's involved, Right. Um, we've done a lot of cross promotions with other podcasts as you've heard throughout, um, in the beginning of our episodes and it's been so much fun to work with them, but I specifically wanted to focus on the ones that, um, me and Abby were able to be a part of. And the first one I wanted to hit was these two guys, Jason and Trey from flows for you. I'd give you a little bit of information about flows for you flows for you is such a unique podcast i think in the way that it's family friendly for one that was a big thing that big reason why we wanted to be on that show and they we were able to get on there and they are just two guys that interview interesting people what interesting people people like you because they talk, I've listened to several of their episodes and they've talked to, you know, people who own stores, people who are mu- uh, mu- musicians. <laughs> I'm sure they've talked to some musicians too. Magicians, I guess would be the proper way to say that. Um, they've talked to role players. They've talked to other podcasters. They've talked to, you know, you name a person. They've probably talked to somebody like that. And they've just talked about what's inspired them. They're very focused on inspiring and finding joy in life. And that's one thing that I really loved about it. And I even catch some of their episodes live on their stream every Monday just to get motivated a little bit. So, and we were on their show. If you want to go look at their podcast feed, that's Flows for You, F-L-O-W, the number four and the letter U, and you'll be able to find them. Jay and Trey, they're great hosts, and what's unique about the hosts themselves, one is a rapper, and the other one is a beatboxer, and they have a rap at the end of their shows talking about what they just talked about. Jason raps, and Trey beatboxes the rap for him, so it's really unique, really down-to-earth. You don't have to worry about any kind of language with them or anything. They're just fun, loving guys, and they're great. But if you wanted to check out the episode that Abby and I were on, it is episode 325. They've been around a long time, so it's episode 325, 
And the title of the episode is Share What You Love and Love What You Share. Again, go check them out. Go check out that episode if you wanted to hear us. It's our very first ever interview, (laughs) me and Abby. And so you can tell we're nervous. And I think we were only out for about six months at the time. So that was really fun. And Flows For You also has a YouTube channel. So go check that out. Again, it's Flows For You with the number four and the letter U. Another one I wanted to give a shout out is to Rhett, the DM that's on the show, Stackodice. You may remember some cross promotion there, hearing a little promo from them earlier on in the in the podcast. But they're another family friendly podcast that we have become very good friends with. Um, their show is a homebrew world, just like ours, but they deal with magic a little differently, which I've really enjoyed their way of doing it. I'm not going to spoil anything. If you want to go hear that kind of mechanic or that kind of gameplay, go check it out. That podcast has been around since 2018. And so you got a huge backlog you backlog you can listen to. So go check them out again. But he also does little special um, creation corners that he does that help DMs get a idea on how to create worlds and how he specifically created his world. I've really enjoyed listening to those. He has another little section called, it's still a creation corner one, and it is the creation corner, corner world builders. And I was fortunately able to be on that show. And that one is episodes is episode 240. So like I said, they have a huge backlog on their episodes, but I specifically was on the episode 240 on the Stack o Dice podcast. Again, go check them out. They are family friendly. They have a wonderful story going on. And another thing that's unique about them, it's only like three players. So it's it's kind of fun to see a different dynamic on just a smaller, smaller uh, player size than me that has like about five or other podcasts that kind of have four to five. So they only have three, which has been an interesting dynamic as well. Another one that I was fortunately able to be a part of is the podcast, how not to DM or how not to dungeon master by Derek. And that's been, we've been friends with him for, for a while now, since we've, you know, we kind of both started around the same time. And so we were able to connect with each other and, I was finally able to be on a part of a show. I was honored to be a part of a show, just like I've been. We've all been honored to be on different podcasts or or streams. But with this one, um, it was especially nice because I've been a fan of his for a long time, listening to his stuff, and then I got invited to be on his show, and I was ecstatic. <laughs> I really love what he does. Again, he's another family-friendly person, and he's actually from Utah as well, just like us. And um, for that specific interview, we were able to meet up in person. All his other view- interviews have been face uh, over over the internet, and ours was able to be in face, real time. I guess you could say. So that was really fun to do. Um, I'm on episode 75 of his How Not to Dungeon Master podcast, and with his podcast, he's been he's an interview podcast. But he interviews several, a variety of people as well that deal with the TTRPG community. He's interviewed people from Wizards of the Coast. He's interviewed people from Cobalt Press. He's interviewed people that have just created just masterminds of creation in the TTRPG community. 
He's talked to tons of people that's created their own systems. So if you're looking for a new system, go check out his podcast because they get into depth about it. But one unique thing I like about this podcast is it talks about the mistakes that DMs have made. And it's been really fun to listen to them because as you're listening to them, you find out, you know, a little bit of, hey, I'm not the only one that's made that mistake. Or, hey, I had the same idea. Or, ooh, yeah, I remember making that mistake as well, (laughs) you know, or seeing their perspective on how they dealt with those mistakes, right? Because as DMs, we always worry about making those mistakes or making our players frustrated with our antics, right? Or how to deal with the antics of the players. This is a good place to go learn on how to deal with that and how to enjoy your game better. Mistakes are a part of the game. And with this podcast, I've learned that to embrace them. And so go check it out. If you want to check out the episode that I'm specifically in, that is episode 75. And you can find any of these podcasts that I've talked about on any podcast platform. This next one I want to talk about is a, it used to be a stream. They have been put on a hiatus right now, but they are party of two with Weston and Haley. They are another friends of ours that we've gained through networking and talking uh, to other content creators such as ourselves. And they used to have a stream party of two and they played Pathfinder two. So a little different system, but we were invited, me and Abby were invited to actually be players on their show as uh, Haley was the DM at the time. What's unique about player uh, party of two is it's a one-on-one DM versus is the wrong word, but DM player ratio there. So one of them plays the DM for like a little story arc and then they switch So the DM becomes the player, the player becomes the DM, and they continue on in that route. And the player that the DM would be playing kind of gets put in that back role while the player becomes the star of the show. The DM PC is still there, but they just don't associate as much or make the decisions It's left to the player that's playing. So I really liked and enjoyed that story, seeing how a one-on-one could work, and they pull it off very well. The thing with this stream, it's more, I would say it's like PG-13 plus. There is the language, there's some heavier themes in it, but overall it's pretty, pretty safe. I really enjoyed their story arc and like I said, me and Abby were able to be a part of that story. So if you're interested on how I play, um, you can go to their stream and there you can find them on on YouTube mainly if you wanted to watch because Abby says I ha- I make some really funny facial expressions <laughs> as we go along. But um, you can enjoy our antics with that. On the Party of Two, it's their... Oh boy, I'm going to butcher this. There's Scions chapter. It's the only... only uh, they have several different other news things as well. But their story arc, their actual play is called the Scion- the Scions and we were able to be on their episode on their show on season 4 episodes 2 through 7 like i said if you're looking into you know you don't have a lot of people to play with go check them out to see how they played with a very small group 
just a one player group <laughs> and go check that out and then figure out, see how they bounce back and forth from being a GM to player as well. It may give you ideas on how to do that in your own games, having a player take the DM seat for a while while you play while still playing in the same world. It was really unique and interesting. So if you're interested on learning how to do that, check them out. Oh, I almost forgot. Abby was actually back on that show, Party of Two, and she came back as a different character. She came back as Haley's sister in her in that campaign. And uh, those episodes can be found on season five, episode nine, all the way through episode 13 of season five as well. So Party of Two also had a little separate thing called Family Gaming Experience with Party of Two and Lost Tribe Gaming. They uh, were going around and trying to promote like family-friendly gaming and how to play with your family and had different hosts, guests on the show. And Abby was on one of those on one of those shows. And she was a guest on that show. And so was Thomas from iCast Fireball. That was the first time that we, well, that Abby met him is during this uh, little thing. Again, it's called Family Gaming Experience with Party of Two and Lost Tribe Gaming with the ho- with the guests of Abby and Thomas from iCast Fireball. Go check it out. It's really fun to talk about. They're talking about actual clean, actual play content out there because both of us are, are family-friendly content. So you can go check that episode out as well. And speaking of Lost Tribe Gaming... Another one we'd like to bring up is one that Abby has been specifically participating in since October 2022. So she's been a part of this stream for quite a while. It's a Vampires of Masquerade Twitch stream by Lost Tribes Gaming. And this one, this one's for mature audience for sure. There's a lot of swearing and getting into some uh, topics that may not be suitable for children. But you can go check out their stuff. Um, they're on Twitch. They're on YouTube. Lost Tribes Gaming. Uh, they have several different channels. They do a superhero one, which Abby has played a little bit in that one as well. Uh, they're the Vampires of Masquerade. They're really good friends of of the show, but like I said, they are mature audience for that. So viewer discretion advised on going and watching those streams or watching any of their videos. So yeah, that's all the people that we've been on their shows. And been enjoying networking with them and growing with them. I just thought it was very important to do this one for this Solemns column because it's been on my mind a lot of like how important it is to get out there, get to know people. I don't necessarily like the word networking because it sounds like, oh, it's all business. But we've become really good friends with a lot of these people that we've worked with. Getting advice from them, working with each other. Because I think a lot of times in this world, especially here in the U.S., at least in the mind frame that I have being a U.S. citizen, is that everything's a competition. Everything has – you have to do better than your competitor. But I feel like in our unique position as a podcast, and there's so many other podcasts like us, that I don't feel like I'm a competitor with any of these podcasts, you know? <laughs> Um, yes, there's a lot of family friendly podcasts out there that do pretty much the same thing we're doing actual play TTRPG, D and D pathfinder, whatever system you talk about, that's family friendly and they just sit down and play and people get to listen to them. I don't feel like they're a competitor. I feel like, like we're, 
friends that people who like our content could love their content. And so it's been really fun to work with these these people. As I mentioned before, we have worked with um, iCast Fireball, Thomas, during SaltCon, as we mentioned a few solemn column, Solemn's columns ago. <laughs> but getting to know these people, and Knocked Prone as well, getting to know these people has really enriched our lives and made us better pro- podcasters. Getting some of their information that it's like, how did you deal with this kind of situation? Oh, we've dealt it this way and being able to share that information back and forth and a little spoiler here i'm not going to give too much information about this but zeb evan and i are going to be on another podcast here soon in the future details are still being hammered out but just you wait you'll get to see the three boys get together and play so we're excited about that and we're going to be playing in a whole new system we'll get more information to you as we get there but stay tuned for that but again like i was saying Little things like this is what makes everybody grow, right? I don't consider us a really big podcast, so sometimes I feel like they're doing us more of a favor than we are them, (laughs) being on shows and helping them out, but really it's a group effort. I'm a big component of like, you lift where you stand, you do your best with what you have, and you go forward with that. And there's tons of people out there to help, and there's tons of people who... That's one thing I really enjoyed about this TTRPG community that we've been involved in is that everybody's so friendly. Yeah, you get a few bad eggs, but what crowd doesn't have bad eggs? I mean, let's just look at the Star Wars fandom. (laughs) I won't get into that, but um, you just, everybody's just been so open, so friendly. If we had questions, they've been able to answer them or at least point us in the same direction. And I've really appreciated that. So thank you everyone for that go check out go support these people that um i've mentioned here and every all our promos that we've swapped like it's been fun to work with them and just grow each other's audiences we are all in here to bring entertainment to everybody some some people may like the podcast we promote some people may not And that's perfectly fine with me. We're just trying to find everybody to bring everybody something, right? Everybody has a niche. Everybody has certain tastes and likes. And I'm sure that we've introduced you to a different podcast and you like them better than us. Guess what? That's okay. That is perfectly fine. As long as we're helping you find joy and and happiness in this life, hey, We were just that stepping stool or that stepping stone to get you farther ahead. And I'm fine with that. Um, Yeah, I guess that's that's it. Uh, Before I close out, though, um, I'm going to give you a little sneak peek of one of my deep dives. This deep dive particular is on chapters 12 and 13. For those who aren't familiar with or don't remember 12 and 13, that is when the group goes down to save Henley and then they get out of underneath there and start heading to Glendale. Um, this snippet is kind of in the middle of the deep dive, but I just wanted to give you little insights on what you're kind of missing out <laughs> on these deep dives. I've really enjoyed doing these deep dives. Man, it makes me think about all the different how I prepared for different things, reading back on those notes and be like, wow, how much these notes have changed of like where I was going with the story at this particular time to now 
now that we're like 50 episodes ahead of these almost <laughs> so if you've been enjoying the deep dives or enjoyed this next deep dive uh, go support us on ko-fi on tier two six dollars a month you can get the post show you can get our deep dives and you can get some other special unique things that are available to you on those tier lists at ko-fi.com slash for tomes of the chaos bard find us there so enjoy this one this is dm D- dave's deep dives for episodes or chapters i should say 12 and 13 enjoy them and we'll see you next time on solemn's column so enjoy <laughs> Well, the big monster comes back, not happy, and this is where I kind of stopped my players for a minute. I was like, okay, just go with me for a second. I'm going to have the bug do something. That's why I did. you don't hear any rolls or anything for this next part, where the bug knocks, down, rock, knocks Roscoe against the wall and tramples on Lila, because this was the part I was going to introduce Fenrir, kind of give him a chance to distract or, you know, have his moment of like, ta-da, I am here. So then I turned to Fenrir and I said, what do you do? And everybody was so happy that he came back because they didn't know. They didn't know if he was actually going to come down. And I really, at first, <laughs> and this is the player in me, because I figured Fenrir was going to come down and just be like, ha, I'm going to take over and I'm going to do some damage to the thing to distract it. But instead he came down, was able to dodge through the the creatures and he just did mirror image which i well, i remember thinking to myself is like oh that's a little anticlimactic you just do that okay whatever missed opportunity move on but listening back to it now i was like no what a great idea because now you're saying hey now there's four of us you've already knocked down two of them come after us giving that distraction to the bug. And I did play it like that initially because I wanted that opportunity for Fenrir to distract him. So I used that as a excuse. Oh, there's four people over there. Go. But listening back to it now, I was like, good idea, Dave. Good, good job. <laughs> and good job Fenrir for using that spell mirror image. I think that's one, uh, unutilized spell a lot of times because it can be very distracting to the enemies. And then here comes the final moment, like the final blow that Lila does. And I do have to admit, when I initially asked Becky, uh, how do you finish this creature? She had this really cool theatric way of killing the beast, of like cutting it in half and taking it out that way. But shame on me, I said... No, that creature's too big. You can't do that. But you can go underneath it, gut it, and have it fall over that way. And that's what we ended up doing. But thinking back on it, and even after the episode recorded, and that night, I was thinking, like, why? Why did I do that? There was nothing... What she wanted to do to cut that creature clear in half, I had told her, how do you want to kill it? And she used her creativity to be like, oh, I want to be, like... Very anime is what I thought about it. Just slice through the whole thing and have it split split in two. What damage would that have had done to my story? Nothing. That would have done nothing damaging to my story. 
And it would have been such a cool moment for her. And I denied her that cool moment. So it's been a reminder to me that it's like, okay, if my players want to do something cool and it enhances the atmosphere, let them do it. Sometimes I find it hard because I get so logical. It's like, well, technically you would be able to do that because this creature's 10 feet tall and you're only four feet tall. What does it matter? <laughs> the, the creature was dead. There's a difference between if she wanted to do that and the creature still had full health or half health, you know, still had some health and trying to cut it in half. Eh, not, yeah, not going to do that. But the creature was dead. Why not let her have some fun? So that's something I learned that I need to do more often is let my players have those fun moments. Does it matter? Is it going to hurt anything? No, let them do it. <laughs> so that happened. Lila harasses Fenrir for not being there. So now we go back to Boudreaux, focusing on Henley. And I really like how I ended chapter 12. I'd be like, and we're done here. <laughs> that was, I, I actually had it planned to end it there, which time-wise it ended up perfect. So now we're getting into chapter 13. And the first half of it went all right. Listening to chapter 13, it, I'll admit it was kind of boring. There was a lot of in um, background stuff, not background stuff, just a lot of filler in this one, which sometimes it's okay. You'd, you'll always have those episodes of just filler, and this is one of those filler episodes, I feel. Cause, and I, a, lot, a lot of that is my fault because I spent so much time planning for 12 that theatrical moments, the focus on their moments, making sure everything fits into place, building that map that I focused a lot of those, my time and details on that, that when 13 came, I pretty much had planned, okay, they're going to, Henley's going to, Henley's going to awake and they're going to continue on to Avalon. And that's all I planned. It's like, yeah, they're just going to continue on to Avalon. So I didn't, worry about anything else well was i wrong <laughs> but we'll get into that here so they save henley and henley has her little vision now about this little vision that she had um i wanted to give abby a little chance to, since she wasn't in episode 12 henley technically wasn't in episode 12 give her a little moment to shine and this was a moment that none of my players have had heard. They didn't hear this part of Henley's thing until uh, the release of it. So that was kind of fun to surprise them with that when they listened to it. But giving them, but giving Abby an opportunity to do that. And um, it was nice to have my father-in-law, Abby's dad, to do actually play Henley's dad. We convinced him to do that, which it wasn't hard to convince him. It's like, hey, can you play your daughter's character's dad? <laughs> He's like, oh, sure, I could do that. And he threw in the accent just because, which is like, eh, you have fun with it. But with with that, we actually um, had some friends. And we give some nods to that at the end of the episode of 13. Of thank yous to um, some friends of ours who has lost a parent or dads in this case 
at that time. And so Abby did go talk to them and be like, hey, if you had an opportunity to say a few things to your dad, what would it be? So a lot of the things that Henley says to her dad are things that her friends wish they could say to their their parents, especially the one that's like, you know, for for your anniversary, I have to give mom flowers. That was one of Abby's friends said that. She's like, now when it's anniversary time for my mom, like who gives her flowers now? It, I guess it it's my it's up to me to do that, to take care of mom now, to do things with mom. But I also enjoyed the I also enjoyed the background of why of just the compassion that Henley's dad had and the understanding of like, I know you couldn't stay there for mom. I know you couldn't stay there for mom. You have to deal with things your own way. But I love you and I support you in that. But you have to choose. Do you come with me or do you stay and fight? How often would we make that choice? If we were presented in a moment of meeting somebody, our hero, somebody who trained us to be who we are, that taught us to be who we are, how hard would that decision be to stay and let them go? I feel a lot of us have those opportunities and those times in our lives that we wish that we could go or talk to people that have passed on. And this is one of those moments of Henley's that she had to choose. 